Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Football. Let's get him in here. Tom Pelissero from NFL Network for some Tom Pelissero NFL insights. And uh, this this pre-agency period for the next... Today is is the 30-day mark, one month before... Uh, before free agency opens up officially, Tom Pelissero. And one domino that we were wondering about did fall today and that Drew Brees is going to come back and play in 2020, we think, for the Saints. But uh, what does that domino do for some of the other dominoes, Tom Pelissero? Well, this was not really a surprise with Drew Brees. Uh, you know, the all indications were he just wanted, like a lot of players at that stage in his career, to kind of take a step back after the season, not make emotional decisions. Obviously, you know, his season ended with uh, the Vikings beating him in New Orleans in a pretty stunning type of a game. Uh, he went through a lot this season in terms of his thumb and everything else. But if he was going to play, as it has been in recent years, and I think we talked about this on the show, uh, you know, he's wanted to continue to try to win another one with the Saints. He's just, he's got roots there. He doesn't really want to go and, you know, start over at this point. That's why it was kind of fascinating because a lot of times you get players who will leverage, you know, their situations for money. Well, Drew, in his announcement, puts out there basically that he's going to be back with the Saints. He's not under contract. Now, how that all, you know, plays into this, we'll, uh, we'll see. They got to get something done by uh, March 18th just to avoid some uh, cap considerations from uh, coming into play here. But, you know, really what it does is it just makes it more clear that Teddy Bridgewater likely is headed to the free agent market. Uh, and they've also now the Saints have to figure out uh, what to do with Taysom Hill, who is a restricted free agent, but depending on what tender they give him, could draw some interest elsewhere. So, Tom, uh, Combine starts on Sunday, I believe, and we are exactly a month out today from the start of the new league year and free agency. Give me what in your mind right now is the ju- the juiciest thing outside of Brady that you're tracking. I mean, there's a lot, Judd, really. I mean, between That's Brady, you know, Breeze, again, seems to be... Yep. Um, you know, largely, you still have to work out the contract, but that seems largely done. Uh, Dak Prescott and what takes place with the Cowboys, a new coaching staff there. Can they get a deal done? Does that end up going the franchise tag route? Um, you know, potentially, you know, comes to July before we know exactly what's going to take place there. Uh, Philip Rivers being a free agent, the Chargers have already said he's going to hit free agency. What happens with Jameis Winston? 
What happens uh, with Ryan Tannehill? Is that another tag situation? You know, the other quarterbacks on the market, Mariota uh, was, you know, former number two pick. He's a free agent right now. Uh, and you got a whole bunch of other notable names. I mean, Melvin Gordon, Derek Henry, Amari Cooper, A.J. Green, Jadevian Clowney, Shaquille Barrett. Uh, yes, I have a spreadsheet in front of me. I'm reading you those names. Hey, keep going. This is great. Ordered by the by, you know how relevant they are to TV. I mean that's a that's a lot of big names to say nothing of. You know, do we get a Cam Newton trade or a, you know an Andy Dalton trade, a Derek Carr trade, Le'Veon Bell? What happens with him? What happens with Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, there's the list goes on, but there's a lot of really compelling situations. And one month from today, uh, if the history is any indicator, we'll already have a lot of answers because free agency would have begun. Uh, about 90 minutes, uh, you know, ago, if this were one month from now, and with the uh, the negotiating window that takes place for the two days in advance, a lot of the deals are already done uh, by the morning the free agency begins. Tom Pellicer, what if uh, if any insight do you have into what the Vikings have planned here? Because the the the, fir- the first step is if if they do indeed believe that their Super Bowl window is open, and I think we all think that they do believe that. They got to clear money out if they want to improve this thing via free agency. They are pressed up and over the salary cap, and there's a lot. I mean, Everson Griffin is an obvious candidate, thirteen million dollars savings right there. And we went through some of the list earlier in the show, but the, the Vikings have a lot of moves they could make. They could also sort of stand pat in certain places. Do, do you have any inkling as to what they might do in the next thirty plus days? There's a lot of moving parts, and with the Vikings, you know, every team operates on their own timeline. Of course, we've seen some teams uh, make a you know a bunch of moves or notable moves already uh, between the Chargers making their announcement, the Browns uh, cut a bunch of guys. Uh, we've seen a few of those. The Vikings tend to go pretty close to the wire. They usually meet with all their uh, agents for all their players at the Combine in Indianapolis, which starts next week, uh, and then a lot of their deals, you know, whether it's restructures, extensions. I mean, the Everson Griffin restructure last year went right down to the wire. Uh, you know, their cuts generally come in those final couple of days. Uh, so, you know, we may not know. Now, they're they're still working through all that. I know that they were, uh, you know, in meetings all day today. A lot of teams are before they get ready to head down to Indianapolis. But, you know, to sit here and say they know everything they're going to do, part of it's just a matter of you know, making the numbers work. And they've got some guys who are candidates for, uh, you know, renegotiation for pay cuts. Uh, they've also got a bunch of, uh, you know, pretty good, uh, unrestricted free agents. I mean, there's, there's a ton of different scenarios. I, I think it would be, um, you know, probably specious of me to sit here right now and say that I know what the plan is because they've got to have plans A, B, C, and D just because all their moving parts. Do, uh, do you think, Tom, in your mind that Dalvin Cook gets an extension or do you think that he is at least Asked to and or comes back and plays on the fourth year of that uh, of his current rookie deal. I would just say this: if Delvin Cook does not have an extension, I definitely wouldn't expect to see him around the facility this spring. Okay. Uh, come training camp, we'll see because there's a whole bunch of implications and fines and everything else. But uh, I mean, he's played three years at that position. He showed this season when he was uh, fully healthy what he can do. He's had some, you know, unfortunate injury situations, obviously, through the uh, the course of his career. But he's in a, a good position in that he doesn't have a fifth-year option because he was a second-round draft pick. Uh, his extension is going to need to come sooner than later. Again, the Vikings, with their history, a lot of their extensions don't get done until uh, right before training camp. Uh, could a deal get done sooner than that with Delvin Cook? We'll see. I would certainly expect there's going to be conversations about that in Indianapolis next week. But you know, if you're Dalvin Cook, you've shown, again, that you can be a pretty rare player when you are fully healthy. 
that is going to come with a significant price tag, and we'll see how that uh, piece of the puzzle fits into their plans as well. The thing is, and this is this is where I keep going back to, and I don't know, maybe you have examples of just like where teams allocate money and and what the recipes for success look like. But if you're already allocating almost thirty million dollars to a quarterback and a combined thirty million dollars to two wide receivers, and then maybe ten to twelve million dollars to a running back if this new deal goes through, that's like. Thirty-three percent of your salary cap to three skill position players and a quarterback who isn't a top five or six needle moving guy. He's not mobile. Um, is that? I mean, are there examples of loading up those positions and still being able to win a championship? I mean, off the top of my head, I'd have to go through the Steelers when they had uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon, and Ben yeah. Roethlisberger all making a lot of money. They were certainly a team that was in the mix. The Seahawks always are pushing their cap, but that was more so on defense when they paid. You remember they paid all those guys after the Super Bowl run with Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor and Bennett Naverell making a decent amount of money, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright. I mean, they extended a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, there's different ways. The Saints always are, are pushed up against the cap. They've paid a lot of money uh, to Drew Brees and right now Michael Thomas. Uh, eventually they're going to have to pay Camara. In the past they've paid different guys at different spots and they've had to make some Tough decisions. You know, those are all just, you know, that's all part of kind of, you know, putting the pieces together in the puzzle. I mean, the other thing you have to remember is Kirk Cousins' contract is up after next season. Now, that's not saying, and I'm certainly not reporting that they're planning to move on from Kirk Cousins, but he's got a $31 million cap number in 2020. You know, if they were to do another deal with him, that number in all likelihood, depending how they structured it, might go down uh, in 21. You know, and Dalvin Cook, if they did an extension with him, his number in 2020, when you have that big Cousins number, would be relatively low. I mean, there's they got to figure out how to make all the parts work. But this is not a unique situation to the Vikings. That's this is why you need to draft well. Those those high draft picks in particular are your young, cheap workforce that you got to ride and make sure that those are are good picks and guys who are going to help you. And you know, if there's a reason to have confidence, if you're a Vikings fan, it's that you know, by and large, under uh, Rick Spielman and George Payton and company, the Vikings have use those high picks pretty well. They've had some, you know, bizarre things happen, like the Sharif Floyd thing, which, you know, who thinks that you're going to have a, a mishap in surgery that ends a guy's career? I mean, it was horrible for, for Sharif. There were ramifications for the Vikings and their cap, but mostly they've, you know, they've hit on those guys, and you just got to have faith uh, that they're going to continue to hit on them because that's the only way that you can, you know, ultimately, over the long haul, keep your cap healthy and, and keep your roster in position to win. Why do you think Stefan Diggs won't quit tweeting? You know, every day it's something cryptic. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was too. Yeah, no, it's, Come on, that's a point I for me. I mean, I've, I, I saw great the, question point, Tommy. Saw the, uh, listen, I, I saw the, there was a sequence of them. I can't remember. If it, I think it was about a week ago. And I texted somebody who knows them well who just said, who knows, man. <laughs> it's like. There's just always, you know, there's always something. Is it meaningful? There was some stuff during the season, too. And, um, you know, Stephon, I, I, I have a great relationship with Stefan. I, I like the guy. Everybody said once he came back, after the stuff that happened in, you know, September, early October, when, you know, he skipped a couple of days and got the snot find out of him, he came back and he was pretty good the rest of the season. He was obviously super productive when Adam Thielen was hurt, when he was out with the hamstring. I mean, let's not forget what Diggs did. I mean, he's in a great position where he's doing a lot of money, from the team that he's on, if he eventually were to become available, at this point it would not be via you know release, obviously it would be via trade, he would do very well 
someplace else. He's still a really young guy. Uh, he knows that, you know, in, in the big picture, probably doing what he did in September is not a thing that he can repeat because he start getting a, a reputation. But he was good once he got back in the building. What the tweets are all about, if it's just a matter of, you know, trying to, you know, make sure he gets some attention in the offseason. Who knows? I, I haven't asked him about it, but all I can tell you is once he got back last season from everything that happened, he was pretty good. And now they just got to figure out again whether that piece fits in the puzzle going forward. What does your personal schedule look like when the free agency window opens up the week of March 16th? Like, do you do you sleep? What do you what do you do that week? <laughs> Uh, the week free the free agency actually opens. Like March 16th, when teams can officially tamper. <laughs> How many hours are you sleeping on March uh, 16th? Oh, no, it's it's not much. I mean, last year, you know, we started a free agent frenzy. I haven't seen the schedule for this year. Uh, but last year we started on Sunday. So the day before the window even opened. And we did like eight hours or something that day. Then Monday until the, I think the window opens at noon, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to give up bad info, so I'll keep talking while I check. Uh, but you know, once that gets going, you know, it's just kind of nonstop. The big, the big thrust of it last year was Tuesday. That's when the Odell Beckham Jr. trade happened. Anthony Barr backed out on the Jets. Uh, a, there were a ton of other deals, and then uh, at like midnight, Le'Veon Bell had announced he was dropping his uh, mixtape on the internet. <laughs> Which That's right. I thought a midnight Eastern to 11 p.m. Central, and I and other people were staying up. I couldn't actually access it because you couldn't get it on iTunes. I couldn't figure it out, but some other reporters were like live tweeting the lyrics. So once I saw that, like in the first five tracks, he didn't reveal what team he was signed with. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed." So I go upstairs, I crawl into bed. I'm planning to get like five hours of sleep, so I got to pop up for a Good Morning Football, and all of a sudden, tweet Le'Veon to the Jets. I call the news desk, and I'm like, do you need me? They're like, yep. Walk back downstairs, uh, suit jacket, shirt, tie, no pants. Did the Le'Veon Bell like a half hour on it. Then we get to the uh, – so like the segment ends. I'm just like, this is unbelievable. And I hear in my ear, yeah, so Ian had to go to sleep. Uh, are you cool retaping the A, the a block right now? Instead of because we had the rear that of course was outdated, I'm like, yeah, sure. So then we did another half hour talking through everything else we've been reporting. And at some point during that uh, during that sequence, I realized that I was still in the same chair, wearing the same shirt, tie, and sport jacket I've been wearing 19 hours <laughs> earlier on TV. That's what it's like. I mean, Monday to even though it begins on Wednesday, you will not want to tune away from NFL Network on the Monday, Tuesday, really even the Sunday of free agency week because we will have. Non-stop action, that I can promise you. Why was Ian allowed to go to sleep and you weren't? This doesn't seem very fair. No, it was a, it was a total scam. It was because we oh, both yeah, that sounds like BS. Morning football. We're both we're both going to be up early. He apparently told someone like, "Yeah, I'm out." And I don't know if it's like the one hour time change. The show starts at the same time. This is not like you know you don't have multiple timelines happening here. I'm not you know, in a DeLorean, re, you know, gaining back that hour. Like, we're all on at the same time. Right. So when they said, yeah, Ian went, they just got in my ear and said, Ian went to bed. Can you do the, can you redo the A blocks? We're, tape, we're doing it live, not tape. We're doing Shady. it live over the tape A block they had from the, uh, from the other show. And they're asking about deals that we reported 17 hours earlier. That Adam Humphreys deal. I'm like, oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you access the best portions of your brain and you, you just try to roll from there. Football. Seems very unfair that he went to sleep and you had to t- tape the A block, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got your back, Tom. Shady. By the way, uh, that was Judd Zelgad. A block. Judd pumping Not his. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Judd pumping his fist. For the interview, he Judd takes a uh, a four to three to one lead on the season in the good or great question standings. Thanks to Tom Pelissero complimenting Judd there. All right, Tom, we Thanks, will Tom. we'll catch you again next week. Sounds good, boys. All right, see you, Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. The bitterness there with Rappaport, and you can tell it's real. Oh yeah, that I don't is, blame him. How would you feel? That's high profile. Can you stay media up on media crime there? Can you stay up? Because Ian went to sleep. I wouldn't be happy about it. All right. Choose your own adventure here, okay? We've got a few minutes left before we... I'm worked we, up right now for Tom. Yeah. Before we get to the scoop with Doogie. All right. Choose your own adventure. We will do both of these on the show, but pick one right now for the next few minutes. Would okay. you like to All right. go through Mel Kuyper's 2.0 mockage, or would you like to hear from LeBron James on the Astros cheating scandal? He what, just chimed what's the in rest of our, LeBron. Yeah, what, and what's the rest of our show like? Because I'd like to get to the mockage. We'll for sure get to the mock. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can get to the mock. Yeah. I think we have time for mock later. I breaking want LeBron now. Breaking LeBron? All right, yeah. here's breaking LeBron. All right. This is from the at King James Twitter account. This is LeBron James chiming in on the. Uh, this The first sentence qualifier here is very important. Listen, I know I don't play baseball. <laughs> good. Thanks. Thank you, LeBron. We, we know. Well, yep. I, I did not know that, but good to know now. Well, and he could play baseball. He's just not a professional baseball player. That's okay. Yeah, he probably he could probably. I bet he can. I, I don't know. I bet he's got good hand-eye coordination. He probably does. He says, "Listen, I I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports, and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title, and I found out about it, I would be bleeping irate. I mean, like uncontrollable about what I would or could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. That's amazing, by the way." Listen to your players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, etc., etc. they are about this. Literally the ball, and then he puts a baseball emoji in parentheses, mm-hmm. is in your court, or should I say field, and you need to fix this for the sake of sports. And then he gives us the longest hashtag in the history of Twitter. Hashtag, just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie regardless of my own sport I play. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. He's right. Which I say, good for him. Yes. I love when he I love when he gives his opinion on things because I think for the most part, LeBron James is a pretty smart guy when it comes to things like this. Well, and, what's uh, baseball done in this right. entire thing that's not embarrassing? Nick Markake is now a pretty darn good player for the Braves. I believe said the whole Astros team deserves to be beat, beat up. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. Yeah, I believe he said they all deserve a beatdown. A beatdown. Yeah, so... And, you know, I, I couldn't help this weekend, but because I, I was taking in some of the NBA All-Star Weekend festivities, and I watched the the Kobe Bryant pregame stuff that they did in Chicago and Michael Jordan montage. They did some great stuff. And I just, you know, I think the NBA does such a great job of celebrating and connecting with a younger audience and letting its players express themselves freely, but also not out of control. And they they experiment with the Elam ending at the end of the fourth quarter in their all-star game. Like they try new things and they, it's just a, it's a very progressive league. And I'm not talking necessarily progressive politically. I mean, just progressive in terms of how they treat players, the players and their relationship. The players definitely have some power, but not like override the league power. It's not bad power. I don't think, I think there's a mutual respect between the players and the commissioner and they have mm-hmm. open dialogue. And then, and then you look at baseball and it's stale and old and, 
the average age of a fan is 15 years older than the NBA. And like the NBA just crushes baseball. And baseball is my favorite sport, but the NBA crushes baseball in almost every measurable category. And I think it's because the NBA creates an environment where players can just sort of express themselves and they can connect with audiences. And the commissioner here looks in baseball looks like a complete buffoon. And he's now going around basically threatening the players of what they can't do. And I, I said this on Ventline today, Phil. I think the problem is this, okay? No players are suspended. And and I saw a big piece came out that said that the player association would have stood in the way and it would have been just complete chaos. Um, okay, so let's say you're not going to suspend players. Then I think your next step is to say we have to do something really drastic. And by the way, the GM and A.J. Hinch aren't it. That's mm-hmm. not drastic. So we do have to strip the title. We have to, and I'm not saying give it to the Dodgers, but you have to say the 2017 World Series title has been vacated. There's an asterisk by it, and it's vacated. And I know that guys like Pat said, you can't do that. That's dumb. But you have to do something. And I can't blame players. Players are basically saying, so hold on a second. These guys have copped to cheating to win a championship, not just be a good team, win a championship. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened to them. Mm-hmm. I totally get the outrage. It's, it makes perfect sense. It's ridiculous. I mean, think they're not suspended. They don't lose their title. What do they lose? Yeah, they don't and, lose anything. And two, two guys lost jobs and they lost some draft picks. They're in West Palm Beach, basically now saying, "Now this is enough." Think about this for a second, okay? <sighs> if you, as an individual player, if you take a banned substance on purpose or even by accident, let's say, let's say Michael Pineda, for instance, was telling the truth that listen, I. I didn't know what I was doing, and I totally by accident. Or you take a banned substance in order to make money for your poor family or something. Yeah. You get popped 80 games, maybe 162, and then out. You're done. Mm -hmm. You maliciously and blatantly cheat and set up a scheme Mm -hmm. to win the World Series, and you get nothing. I mean, that's, that's the lesson here. And there's other people that are chiming in here, just prominent. So Aaron Judge won the... Well, Aaron Judge... Finished second to Jose Altuve in 2017 for the American League MVP award. And at the time, two years ago, almost three years ago, he tweeted out congratulations to Jose Altuve. He deleted that tweet and people somehow found that. And he spoke today and said, yeah, I deleted the tweet because I don't feel the same way. I don't, I don't, I don't congratulate him anymore. I don't feel the same way. Mark Cuban came out. Remember when Mark Cuban tried to buy a major league franchise a few years ago? He tried to buy the Cubs, right? And he's just. Uh, he's just too wacky of a guy, yeah. and even though, well, yeah. the, uh, actually a bunch of bad stuff about the Mavericks organization came out a couple of years ago and sexual harassment, but as an NBA owner for 20 years, he's been one of the best, you know, with that stuff lingering over. But he tweeted today, baseball is a mess right now, and they have zero vision to see their way out of it. I'm thankful they didn't let me buy a team. Yeah, I mean, it's like LeBron James, but how Mark do you Cuban, not, how, Judge. How do you not end up with a punishment that at least seems like it fits the crime. Like, how do you end up with saying, well, it's a piece of hardware, so we're not going to take that. Okay, then you're going to suspend him, right? Well, no, we can't do that. Do you think he'll? Do you think Rob Manfred will soak all of this in and then come back and issue or attempt to issue? But now he granted immunity. No, so. I don't think he will. And, and but but what makes it even more galling is that then he goes to a podium and or sits down with uh, Carl Ravage of ESPN and says, well. If you hit people, you're in trouble. So, at some point in time, this is why guys are like, bleep it. We're just yeah. going to, we, we are be... going to administer justice as we see fit. This is going to wind up. It's a circus. It's anarchy. It, this is going to, but I think this could, like I said yesterday, this could wind up being good if 
if it becomes compelling that the Astros are a villain, and if this just frees up players in every regard, from from cleats to everything, to just be more expressive and well, have that more part, fun. That part, yes, but the part about the fact that we are going to get guys thrown out right and left, and we're going to have bench-clearing balls, is going to... It, it'll be entertaining for a day. Uh, it's going to get old, but I think the Astros are going to play a ton of games where they just get th- get thrown at and basically dare Manfred to suspend them. Yeah. Let's come back for our weekly scoop session with Darren Doogie Wilson from Five Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. And let's get some more on this Kevin Garnett Celtics jersey retirement story. Uh, KG having his jersey hung in the rafters by the Celtics before the Timberwolves. And Doogie has insight on this. We'll talk about that and other things when we come back here. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 